telephone numbers 0800 150 You can text us here on 8833. We are taking your calls. Of course, you can text us on the programme. Broadcaster Ken Laban will join us around about 12.30. Want to get his thoughts on some MPC. His thoughts also on the performance of Samoa this morning against the English and, of course, his team, Tonga, take on Romania tomorrow. Coming up after one o'clock, we'll talk to Manawatu Turbo's coach, Mike Rogers. Want to get his thoughts on Manawatu season and possible changes to the MPC and what he thinks needs to be done in terms of making sure that there is that high level of engagement. The MPC still remains relevant in this country. We now know that we will play Ireland next week in a do-or-die quarter-final. We've heard for the last four years, in a pretty tumultuous four years, a lot of losses by All Black standards. The old default setting for coaches under pressure, judge us on the World Cup. And we will. For Ian Foster, it's a must-win, otherwise he goes down, is the worst All Black coach in history. The All Blacks exit the World Cup next week. Nothing remains. Nothing is left other than the interest and the fascination around Scott Robertson becoming All Black coach next year. The stakes have never been higher. On social media today, a friend of mine asked the question, how come Ireland, a country about the same size as New Zealand, with less of a rugby base than here, are the number one side in the world, and we're playing catch-up. Simple. Nepotism and the eroding of the domestic game. Can we win next week? Absolutely. Are we need to get off to a great start? Absolutely. These players, individually and collectively, have got two choices they can make. Will they go down as the greatest ever? Or will they be remembered as the greatest never? We also saw controversy this week at a domestic level, the breaking of the Ranfurly Shield, Hawke's Bay, after celebrating their victory over Wellington. White powder seen on the Ranfurly Shield. Plaster, some people suggest. Other people believing maybe something a little bit more cynical, possibly cocaine, possibly recreational drugs. New Zealand Rugby Union didn't handle this at all well. All players should have been drug tested immediately to get rid of any perception. If it wasn't cocaine, you've got nothing to lose, drug test them. Players should be stood down. I struggle with this mentality when you're heading into the playoffs of why players in this professional era, when you're dealing with the smallest percentages, somehow feel like they need to go out and get absolutely boozed and completely off their trolley. I come from a very, very different sport where you just simply can't get away with it. You can't. Take a Take an Ironman triathlete, take a swimmer. They simply can't do that. Why should people turn up and pay good money to watch players who only six days earlier have woken up completely and utterly, excuse the language, pissed out of their tree, dehydrated, losing their cognitive function, wondering why they pick up injuries in the week to the next game? Professionalism is not a paycheck. It's not about being full-time. Professionalism is a state of mind. And isn't it ironic, New Zealand rugby want to sweep this one under the carpet. You want to pick up East Coast yesterday and now want to investigate the pre-Haka protocols. Want to have an investigation into the two Hakas that took place in third division rugby. Yet, when it comes to the Ramfurly Shield and the perception of cocaine use, just want to sweep that away. 
That is New Zealand rugby for you folks. That is New Zealand rugby. So lots of issues. 0800 150 is the number. Now my co-host, former All Black, he's sitting here, he's smiling, he's just shaking his head going, come on mate, is former All Black Steve Devine. Afternoon to you Steve, welcome. Hey Watto, you got anything, anything left in the kitchen? You've just thrown oh, it all? I've only just, I haven't even started on England Samoa yet oh, and I know yeah. you're hard under the collar on this one. Just firstly, before we do look at England Samoa, so let's not kid ourselves. Steve and I both believe that with the England Samoa game this morning, the referees, the officials, it was nothing short of blatant cheating. We're happy to say it. We felt that it was blatant cheating. We felt that there was genuinely um, a subconscious bias in favour of England against Samoa. Samoa would have won that game. It's not a level playing field when it comes to consistency at all, and it's a major problem in the game. But before we do look at that, Steve, just your issues, uh, your thoughts around the Ranfurly Shield to start with. Uh, yes. Okay. Let's uh, let's bring a, a another perspective in on this one. Um, yeah. You know what they did was horrible, horrific, and uh, unexcusable. A you know uh, breaking the breaking the laws. A drink driver. Um, you know that's confirmed. Um, nothing else is confirmed. There is an investigation going on by an independent. Um, you know, I, yeah, inexcusable. You're allowed. You're allowed to celebrate and you're allowed to have fun because you know it's hard work that goes into winning those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, certainly a line was crossed once. Um, once the law starts getting broken. Mm. All Blacks against Didiguai. All Blacks against Italy. Good wins, but really hard to gauge whether or not we've made the improvements. Um, required off the back of defeats to South Africa and France, which is really the true measure for us. But we now know that we are going to play Ireland in a quarterfinal. Ireland have looked magnificent, number one side in the world. I think it's now 17 games or 18 games in a row. They're unbeaten, so they're challenging that record, I think, set by the All Blacks as well in terms of the most tests, um, uh, wins strung together. <laughs> Can we beat this Irish team next week? Um I, I, yeah, I, I got on Ireland a few weeks ago at $5.50 to win the World Cup um, because they're the number one ranked team in the world and, and nothing has changed in terms of what the All Blacks have gone to the World Cup to do, right? They knew they were going to face South Africa or Ireland in a quarterfinal. Um, they knew that they only had to make the quarterfinals. They could have finished in first and second and still ended up playing Africa or Ireland. They didn't really know. So um, everything they've planned for, um, everything they've known about is comes to this weekend and they're playing Ireland, the number one team in the world. Um, do they go in as favourites? I don't think so. Can they win the Can they win the game? Oh, absolutely they can yeah. on their day. I guess the thing that frustrates me is we saw us getting beaten by England in the semi-finals in 2019. We were beaten up front again. We just simply didn't get bodies. We didn't shift bodies, that whole collision area. Um, we were beaten by Ireland last year, two tests to one. Um it just appears to me that we've never actually addressed those issues, that we still seem to be playing the same style of rugby we were playing five, six years ago under Hanson. Why haven't we addressed the way we play the game up front? I think, I, I certainly think this All Black team right now is a better team than what they were when the Irish were here last year. Um, I, I don't think anyone will disagree with that. Um, I also think that the Irish are a better team um, than what they were last time they were down here. And I just think, um, you know, they're, they're, they're very composed, the Irish. They're very clinical. They don't really have a plan B. They do what they do and they do it very well and it's try and stop us at what we do. And um, Do we have a plan B? 
Uh, I don't. I, if we if we get if we if we get a chance an opportunity to play the game we want to play, um, I don't think Ireland will win. If we don't get the opportunity to play that game how we like to play, um, I think the Irish team will win. And and basically, I see to keep it as simple as you can. I think that is what this whole game will come mm. down to, or who will be able to play the game of rugby that they want to play. Right. Okay, 0800 150811 on those issues, those topics you've heard us discuss. I know, Graham, you're waiting there. We'll come to you in a moment. Text us here on 8833. But let's talk about Samoa England. I mean, you were fuming. You could hear it in your commentary this morning. I mean, you don't like to say it, but you do feel at times, and we saw it with Fiji versus Wales. We saw it this morning with Samoa. These island nations just seem to get the rough side of the calls. There does seem to be a subconscious bias. But I felt this morning... um, and it's a strong word, but yeah. uh, the word cheating came to mind. Yeah, listen, I, I, first of all, I think where we should start is I, I in terms of someone who have, has played international rugby and has been around the game for a long time, uh, I officially like on behalf of uh, the game to apologise to the Samoans because that was disgusting what happened to them this morning. That was... That was like nothing I've ever seen. Like rugby is a game of inches. It's a game of millimetres. It's a game of 50-50 decisions that a referee can make either way. And I, I don't like to go on about referees and match officials because, you know, they all make mistakes. But I have never in my life seen so many big 50-50 decisions go against the one team. Mm. And it was almost as if they were looking, only only really adjudicating one side on some of these decisions, which I just find absolutely and utterly But that was the same criticism when Fiji played Wales. Yep, I 100% agree. It, it's, just, it's, it's just not fair. Uh, the bet, For the first time, I can honestly say the first time in a long time, the best team on that field today didn't win because of match officials. And that, and that's that's disgusting for our match. Yeah, we saw a yellow card, didn't we, towards oh. the end of that game for a so-called... Um, taken in the air. Taken in the air, which was which was basically absolutely, utterly ridiculous. And yet someone's just texted in this morning saying, can you see Sexton being cited for his shoulder-to-face contact and tackle on the number 14 for Scotland right before the yellow card foot trip? Or will rugby turn a blind eye? Oh. And they will turn a blind eye, but absolutely. that's what we're talking about, the lack of consistency from team to team within a game, but also from game to game. Yeah, 100%. Uh, like, you know, you, you even look back to last year when the Irish were in town and big Gus um, Talvo gets six weeks for his head-on-head contact that had mm. no intention whatsoever. And then exactly the same thing happens the following week and the guy doesn't get anything. You know, it's it's oh, it's just it's it's criminal that it comes down to off-field decisions to determine who wins a game of rugby. And that's... That's the thing that I'm disappointed about. And I just feel that it's it's always happening to the Minnow Nations, always happening to Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, and it's never happening to England, Ireland, Scotland, yeah, and, or Wales. And it is those home unions that always seem to benefit. And then ironically, you get World Rugby saying, hey, look how big our game is. Let's have 20 teams. Were you even talking about expanding to 24? No, let's keep it to 16, probably 12 is really the competitive level of teams. So one minute they're trying to tell us how international the game is and how the game's growing. Yet when it comes to an adjudication, they really just want the established countries to benefit, thrive, and continue to stereotype certain nations based on maybe once they, perhaps on the way they once played the game at the breakdown. 
and the game has moved on. The island nations have moved on. It was an appalling refereeing decision. It was an appalling uh, display from all the officials this morning. I'm with Steve on this one. Uh, Samoa were robbed. It's not good enough. Uh, the only pleasing thing in it is English are, England are crap, and hopefully against a quality opposition, um, they will come up short. 0800 150 is the number. Hi, Graham. G'day, how are you guys? Good, thanks. Graham, what a great yeah. game the Cantabs played last night. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, Steve. I knew it was coming, mate. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Yeah, mate, no, I was very pleased. It was a tough game, mate. It, it was, was a tough. tough game. The better team won, but didn't they? They did. I mean, yeah, we uh, the Auckland boys came back, as most teams have against Canterbury this year, but um, we played better than what we had in previous weeks. And I'm sorry, very sorry about Fergus Burke, who I know well, and I heard you interviewing him with Stephen Donald yes. on Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah, I, feel a bit, I feel a bit bad about that, because I, I did go a bit hard at him at times, I thought, and, uh, um, yeah, not happy that he um, sustained a bit of a nasty injury. Poor, poor oh, he's a, no, he wouldn't, yeah. No, that was all fun, though. I heard that conversation, yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. But, um, yeah, look, uh, uh, Graham, I, th- I, th- I thought good defensive effort from Auckland for long patches there at the time. Um, I thought the Auckland backline functioned well. I, I looked very, very dangerous at times. But well, you, you, you're Canterbury um, on paper. You've just got more experience. And I hate to say it, you know, Wellington got home against um, Waikato yesterday. Waikato came back. But when it's all said and done, wouldn't be surprised if Canterbury win the NPC because that's just what you do. Well, yeah, Billy, that was, the strength of it was out wide. I think we played it too wide at times and played into Auckland's hands. And then Canterbury, when Billy Harmon particularly and mm. his cohorts took it up the middle, that's when they, that mm. was what they should have done more of. And that's what won it ultimately, because that was the Canterbury strength. And loose forwards often have been around here. But no, it was a good game to be at. But yeah, with the All Blacks, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I put it... I put it to both of you. I think it depends on what team he selects, and um, that's what worries me. I mean, this Irish side, you know, what they did to Scotland was pretty <laughs> unanimous points decision. If it was a boxing fight, it was a uh, knockout, and um, you know, I sort of loved both Scotland and Ireland. But yeah, that was a yeah, that was a a good Scottish side. It's just a shame that they have you know they didn't get to play England or something, and they're in another pool. But Ireland, uh, you know, they, they're lethal, and yeah, it's going to be. It sets it up big time because everything, like you said at the start of the show, Mark, uh, everything hinges on this game for Ian Foster, and everything. You just you just couldn't underline it. Yeah, but, but Chu Hanson, Henry, all of these guys should be held accountable if we lose that test next week. I mean, it's just appalling, mate. What what's actually been allowed to happen in New Zealand rugby, and it, you know, and and for those reasons, it, it's just it, it's we just have to win it. We have to win the whole damn thing, mate. Oh, absolutely. No, no doubt about that. I mean, there'll be a lot of jubilation if the All Blacks get over Ireland because mm. we know this will, this is probably the toughest. It's it's not like the French in 2007, even though that was a mm. bad selected side too. Wayne Barnes aside, but when France knocked the, knocked the All Blacks, I think you were in that, you were in that squad, so you were in the 203 squad. I can't remember yeah. the 207 was... Yeah you, were, yeah, you went on the field, I don't think. But mm. yeah, um, yeah, but I mean... I, I just think, yeah, this, this, they know what's coming. So there's not going to be, you know, they're not going into this. It's no ambush involved. So, yeah, because, I mean, Uruguay, I mean, yeah, well, Lester Fuganuku, Dame McKenzie, guys like that. Uh, you know, Lester should be given a run, I think, on the wing or something. But Damien, ahead of Barrett, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Though. It's not It's not going to happen, though, mate. It's not going to happen. 
Uh, Steve, no. you wanted to make a comment? Yeah, Graham. I, listen, I, I'll tell you how I reckon you're going to beat the Irish this weekend. How about I tell you what I yep. think needs to happen? Right, if you let the Irish play, you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to try and get over the advantage line of first phase. They use Bundy Aki to, 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 you know, pound into that line and try and get over the advantage line for quick ball. Or they, or you stiffen up on D and he's not there and he throws that backdoor pass. So I would send the halfback. I would send Aaron Smith uh, once um, Gibson Park passes the ball. I would have nine homing in on 10 and following him around behind Bundy Aki. So if that backdoor pass does come, then Smith's there to knock over um, Sexton straight away. And I, I just I can't see I can't see how they operate. They if Bundy Aki carries, you've got you know you've got the defence there set ready to knock them over. If they go back door to Sexton, you've got Aaron Smith right there ready to knock them over. I you know they what the the problem yep. with the Irish is they don't have a plan B right. They do they're very very good at what they do. They're very very clinical at what they do. And if you've, we can't just go at them expecting to have our own normal defense because they'll pick it to pieces. We need to, we need to send a Roma up, I reckon, and knock over Sexton. Mm. Graham, hey, look, uh, thank you for your call. Um, we've got a full board of calls that we do need to go to, but as always, we have a bit of a bet, Graham. How long it'll take you to phone? And Steve said within a minute. And we love having you part of the program, mate, because you are one of the last of the true diehard rugby fans in this country who. Um, you know, what's the word? Who, where we want to get the game back to from a fan point of view? Oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one. Twenty three minutes after twelve. You're listening to the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Mark Watson, Steve Devine. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Hi, Steve. Yeah. Good afternoon. What are Good afternoon, Steve. Hey, mate. Um. Yeah. Hey. Listen. I'll just start with that. Um. Listen. The NPC C quarterfinals have just been absolutely fantastic, and um, I thought that was a, a great effort from from Auckland on. On Friday night, but boy, just at times you need a little bit of the officiating to to go your way. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from Canterbury, but man, I just thought there were a couple of calls where that were Auckland actually deserved deserved better um, in terms of you know if you're going to give a yell out, give out yellow cards for crying out loud, be be real consistent about it, and um, also a couple of forward passes that were missed, and it's just really unacceptable when you've got four officials if you want to go down that path. Yeah, I, I think there was a knock-on on the back of a scrum that led to a try as well, right? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. a clean knock-on at one point that I watched, absolutely, and he said it went backwards. I was like, no, it didn't, mate. Yeah, exactly. The frustrating thing about Auckland is when you look at their squad, you know, they should, they should be playing in the final or at least the semi-final every year, but I think there's probably games across the season they, they just let themselves down. I'll quickly get on to the Samoan game this morning. Um, what sort of frustrated me about that decision they will look at a forward pass and go, oh, you know what? It's not clear and obvious. Yeah. I actually put that knockdown in the same category this morning. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I I couldn't see it either. I, I looked and I looked and I was – and I, I just like it's not clear and obvious for you to come back and adjudicate against yeah. the attacking team. That's not, that's not what rugby's about. Yeah. It always goes to the, the attacking team. Yeah, that's the wording that I think he needed to use. It wasn't clear and obvious and it had really big implications – on that final result, man. But you know what? It's just so great to see. Like I'd argue, you put, you, you know what? You could probably put Tonga or Samoa in that Six Nations competition, and I tell you what, they've, they've come up with more than seven or eight wins in eighteen years, as opposed to Italy, um, which is just it just shows you. And the other thing that really annoys the heck out of me when voting comes for prospective World Cup 
um, basically, who are going to host it. The, the Italians get three votes. And I think the Pacific Islands, between all of them, get maybe one vote. Now, I stand to be corrected on that. But boy, if, if that isn't a, a form of racism on its own, I don't know what it is. Well, mate, going, going, Steve, going back to that decision, uh, initially the try was awarded and the match officials said... Yes, it's a try. You can award the try. So it can't not have been clear and obvious as then they had another look at it to find that it wasn't a try. So clear, clearly it's not that clear. Yeah, and look, if it had been, if it had been the other way around, um, you, you, there wouldn't have even been a discussion, mate. You, you know, someone Steve texting in here, there's no sub, subconscious about it. They got shafted by the refereeing team in World Rugby and it's hard not to, it's not, you know, that is the perception by a lot of people here. And it's not good enough, and it continues. We had the same discussions around Fiji Wales. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. Even in the even the draw, I mean, it's, I think the Tier One nations get a full week off. Some of these guys are playing X amount of games in so many days, so it, it really does suck. Um, just get on, getting on to this morning's game. Boy, that that was pretty much a masterclass from the from the Irish. I suppose Steve, the only real concern that I've got, it'd be fair to say this. This would be a fair comment, but. They're probably a better coach side than us. I, I 100% agree that you can see you can you can see that they're a very tight unit. You know they are, they're very tight. They're oh. they're very team orientated. They know like they've even got props when the big decisions happen, like down on their trial line. They've even got props that are like pushing people and pointing people to go where they should be. You can see that they're very well organised. They're very structured. You know, and when the big moments, even against Africa, when the big moments turned up, like those crucial lineouts, they got players in the air and they pinched the ball, which is a sign of a very, very well-organised team. And Steve, I guarantee their players play every week too, and there's no rest and rotation, and there's no players playing out of position, and you know they've also had consistency in selection from a long period of time, Steve. So you know, and 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 finally, just that, that any coaches that can, whether it's been with their clubs or whether it's been with Ireland can turn the likes of Bundyaki, James Lowe, and 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 base Gibson Park into probably in the top three best players in the world in their positions. It's pretty, you've got to say it's pretty impressive at the end of the day. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be out of the country next week. I'm going to be up in Fiji. So uh, either way, I'll be... I'll, I'll, I'll have a choice. I can either party with Fijians or maybe the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so anyway, guys, hey, have a yeah. lo- lo- Lovely to have you on the show as always, Steve. 28 minutes after 12, Stephen Harris there who does a lot uh, in and around the club scene and, and at an NPC level.